Are you looking for some ways to support your teamwork in these very challenging times? Stay tuned for some of my favorite teamwork tips. Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Team Success. We are living in some very interesting and challenging times, especially personally and for our companies. And so before we jump into our topic today, which is really just some key things to do to keep your sanity when things are uncertain and moving quickly, first of all, I just want to say I really am hoping that you're well. I hope you're healthy. I hope your family is doing well. If you've got some people who are older in your life, that it's harder to get a hold of them now because they're in retirement homes and for everyone's safety's sake, you have to self-isolate. I just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you because, you know, we need to physically distance, but it makes the emotional distance that much more challenging. So first of all, I'm thinking about you. All right, so let's jump in to some things really to focus on. So our team has been moving like crazy. Lots of us are moving at the speed of light, or at least the speed of recordings, to really put out a lot of information about scary times. So if you have not yet checked out our strategiccoach.com website, go under resources, and then under that menu, you actually have a scary times hub where all things useful for entrepreneurs and their teams are living. So if you've not yet had a chance to check that out, please do. Lots of great conversations with Dan. We have our Inside Strategic Coach podcast. We have our Scary Times Success Manual. We have a brand new Scary Times video series, which is super cool. So anyway, I want to kind of riff off some of the things that Dan and I have been creating. But even before I do that, I also just really want to talk through some strategies that, as I said, our team has been working on and working through to help, you know, really kind of figure out how do we manage this new uncertain time. And my last podcast was really about leadership in challenging times and about being alert, curious, responsive, and resourceful. And now I have some even more prescriptive things that we know really work and that I've been doing and testing and other people have been as well. And by the way, these are not the only good ideas. These are only a few. So please feel free to share anything that you're doing that's really working. I'll definitely put that into a future podcast. So let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. Love, love, love to get your input in terms of what's really working for you guys. So a couple things. One is that we, most of us, if we can, are working from home. Unless you're deemed to be an essential business, and some of you are, a lot of people have moved to remote work, so I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about mindset and how you keep yourself mentally and emotionally strong, also physically well. So are you getting sunshine and fresh air? If you can, even opening a window or leaning out into a balcony as I get to see everyone in Europe doing, which is pretty cool. Are you taking some supplements and vitamins, vitamin C and vitamin D, really important during this time? And then what are some habits like the positive focus we'll talk about in terms of keeping yourself and your team really, really well? And then also, as you go to do things in a totally different format, kind of how to think Think about team collaboration in a new way. And again, I think this is the beginning of the conversation, not the end, but I want you to know that those are some of the key topics that we're going to jump into today. All right, so let's get started with the real value of doing the positive focus on a daily basis. And some days, if it's a rough day, you might want to do it every hour. You know, the more often you do it, the better. So the positive focus is where you take a moment to reflect really on what is working rather than what's not, what you do have rather than perhaps what you don't have access to anymore. And I love it because I have been using it really actively. At Coach, we have our weekly planner. I have a notepad. I do it in an app. We have our win streak app. So I track wins 
all the time. And especially as things are moving really quickly or you're in perhaps a more challenging or even somewhat scary situation, if you're in a position where you have to go out and interact with the public, you know, your fear level is probably a little higher than some. So that's something you really want to focus on, again, what is working, what does represent an achievement for you versus what is different. So it's really, really simple. You talk about progress. So where you figured out, you know, how to use some video conferencing. We've been on Zoom. I have to tell you, our learning curve is steep but fast. <laughs> we are really putting into place a lot of the cool features. Love the breakout rooms. So we're learning how to do that. We're learning how to set up things at home where we haven't had to do that before. Learning how to set up printers. You know, what makes a decent background? Whether or not your computer has been upgraded. You know, there's all of these different things to figure out. And if you're not a tech person, if you're going against your Colby cognitive grain, that can be a challenge. So just give yourself a lot of grace in that. As other people are figuring out what they need to figure out, also give them a lot of positive feedback. Some of our team members have been so great about acknowledging one another and what's happening. So every win, little, little wins are something that when we share them as a company, as a team, just makes a huge, huge difference. So I think really important to support your, you know, mental health as well as your physical health during this time is really critical. And the positive focus, focusing on progress, again, could be small. Maybe you figured out how to do a new feature on one of your programs that you didn't know how to do before or got a new headset working or a new microphone, whatever it is. On that note, actually, I have to share a little tip. This is one of my favorite things ever. If you happen to be using Zoom and it's kind of exploded in the world, so probably you've been on at least one Zoom call, I would guess, in the last week or so, there is a really great feature that will give you more confidence about how you show up on video. So beside the video button on the bottom left, there is a little upwards arrow. And when you click on it, it comes up with several different settings. One is called video settings. And if you look at it beside my video, which is underneath, you know, your picture, you will see enable HD, mirror my video, and my favorite, touch up my appearance. <laughs> I have to tell you, this is the best thing of life. I learned it from a male client of mine. I'm like, wow, Steve, you look really good. He goes, let me tell you why. And he told me it to me and I cracked up. I did it. And it's like a Snapchat filter that your kids are using. Anyway, makes everyone look a little glowy, younger, fewer wrinkles. It's awesome. So just as a little fun thing, make sure if you're using Zoom that that may be why you want to use Zoom actually is <laughs> because it has that feature. You know, whatever you're mastering, whatever you're having fun with, that could easily be your positive focus for one of them for today is to just really give yourself a lot of credit for all of the new learning that you're doing because we're all on a pretty interesting learning curve right now. So that's one thing. The other one I wanted to mention is to really recognize, and I got some massive inspiration from a conference I was at, which was supposed to be live, and I was invited to the virtual one, which was phenomenal. It was Taki Moore's Black Belt Conference for Coaches, and the speaker on the second day was Todd Herman, and Todd Herman is the author of Alter Ego, and I don't know if you've ever had a chance to watch anything by him or listen to an interview with him. Super smart guy. He's actually recovering from COVID-19 as we speak. One of the things that he identified in his talk that I wanted to share with you was that if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it starts with your physiological and then goes up to safety and then belonging and then really the things that kind of make you feel really good about yourself. And then finally there's self-actualization. 
Well, it's really interesting. Most of us are used to having our physiological needs taken care of and our safety needs taken care of. And we kind of are focusing on belonging and our increase of status and our self-actualization. Well, with this incredible physical and somewhat economic threat that this virus represents, we are all now on the bottom half of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you think about it, the physiological needs, these are the things that actually you need to survive. Food, water, shelter, all of those things. Apparently, toilet paper is also on that list because that's what people have been hoarding. But you can see that the pasta shelves are empty in the grocery store in some places. So that kind of represents that. So that's a good context to understand things. Then we have our safety needs. Physically, are we safe? So if you've been traveling, you've probably self-isolated. I know I did. I just got out of that quarantine. And now I'm into the next one for my city and my province and my country. So there's that. Are you safe yourself? Is your family safe? Are you keeping other people safe by physically and social distancing? So that's not where most of us have spent much time in our lives. We've been really fortunate and really blessed in our at least first world societies to have that kind of handled. Well, the next one is belonging. And as a team member, a team leader, an owner of a company, this is really where we can have a huge, huge difference and be a hero to people because as we're socially and physically distancing, this is what almost impacts people the most is where do I belong? I used to be able to see people every day. I used to connect with them. I used to say hi to my friends. I used to go for a walk at lunch. I used to work out in the, the gym with people. You know, I used to go out after work for drinks or whatever people's social habits were, and none of those things are happening. None. (laughs) Not at all. Not even hallway conversations or water cooler conversations. So one of the things I really want to encourage you is to do as much as you can with your team to reinforce that sense of belonging. People will have their groceries handled and you know, with every blessing, hopefully be well. But this is the next thing that needs to get taken care of. And this is where you can make an incredible difference. Reach out to someone. I mean, you've probably hopefully done this with your family and your friends, but reach out to your teammates. Those people who are kind of introverts, maybe they're on their own a little bit. Maybe they're not part of some regular meetings or activities. Make sure you reach out to them and make sure that they're included and counted. Really, what we're finding is that what works is to have morning huddles. If you did it once a week, great, do it once a day. You know, morning is great, afternoon is great, share a positive focus, share a win. That's making a huge difference. I'm sure, raise your hand if you're already doing that, because I think that's another key element that can really help. One of the things that's been really fun and that I've been doing with Dan is really talking about the entrepreneurial community and really reinforcing who entrepreneurs are and the fact that just by being part of an entrepreneurial company, and you may or may not have thought of yourself this way, you've got more muscles built to handle scary times than most humans. You know, entrepreneurs, by definition, sign up for scary times. Now, usually they're their own, not other people's, or not the globe's, You know, but scary times is something that entrepreneurs face on a regular basis. It could be losing a client. It could be a cash flow thing. It could be a key team member leaving. There's lots of scary times in entrepreneurial life. And so really appreciating that, hmm, you've handled scary situations before. You will handle them again. And you have skills and talents and resources and capabilities, I think, is a really, really important thing. And actually making a list of those, that's one of the things that Dan talked about. List all of the different situations that you've gone through that have been scary. And I think this is a great exercise for pretty much every human, much less an entrepreneur. But certainly you're going to have more raw material as someone who works with or for an entrepreneurial company. 
or heads won. So list some of the key scary times and then how you handled it. What did you learn? How can you bring those learnings into today? What have you learned about your own strengths? What have you learned about teamwork? What have you learned about your capabilities and resourcefulness? That's a very powerful and inspiring exercise to do for yourself and for your team. So just reflecting on the fact that this is a unique one. No one in our generation has experienced anything like this. There's been economic scary times. There was a 2008 9 financial crisis. It also, there were earlier ones than that that I remember in recessions. I remember, you know, the SARS was really big in Toronto in 2003, and I was pregnant with my second daughter. So that was interesting. And we had world wars, but no other time has the entire world been under the same threat. So you know, what's interesting, and this is a fun comment to riff on at a later conversation, that, you know, we don't need heroes in day-to-day life. However, during crisis, we absolutely want heroes. And this is actually our chance to be a hero to one another. So if you, again, haven't thought of things that way, then for me, that was sort of a, a neat, interesting, and inspiring thought. One last thing I want to touch on, and that is what you will notice as you are looking to connect Probably, I'm going to guess remotely, that's not true for everyone, but for a lot of people, you're going to be communicating with your team in a multitude of different ways, and it can get really complex really fast. So I want to suggest that you listen to an interview that I did, watch an interview I did with Nick Sonnenberg. So Nick Sonnenberg owns Leverage, and the website is getleverage.com. He's got a great private Facebook group, which is you know not hard to get into. It's called Making Remote Work Actually Work. And the interview I did with him was phenomenal because it was six things you need to know to make remote work work, especially if you haven't done it before, especially if you've been primarily in physical connection kind of office. Just some brilliant stuff. So just to give you a little insight into that, he calls it his CPR framework, which, by the way, was not meant to be (laughs) quite as dramatic as it's sounding at the moment. It's just kind of the essential things, but now some companies are needing CPR, so this might actually be even more relevant. But CPR stands for communication, projects, and resources. And how do you organize each one of those? So just a quick overview, and then he has three additional things. A couple other ones are stay healthy and make sure everyone on your team has decent Wi-Fi or cellular access to the internet because that's one of those core capabilities that might have been a nice to have before, but now it's a need to have, just to give you a little bit of a prelude there. So CPR, in terms of communication, he makes some really good distinctions, which I'm like, hmm, I wish I'd put those in place already because we're not doing it exactly that way. So communication, his suggestion is if it's going to be with the external world, that's email. If it's internal, you want that to be a system like, you know, Slack or in Google, it would be chats. And then there's other ones in other big operating systems. So you want to make sure that you've got access to that. And that really helps to shrink the email. Mine has exploded as we've been making lots of changes to our workshops and to our program and to our company. And it's a lot to manage and I'm having to go different places to check stuff. And goodness, if I was able to streamline it, that would make life a lot easier. So looking forward to implementing that afterwards. And then finally, if it's personal, it's by text. So that's something that's an easy way to kind of delineate your communication. But if you don't have the system set up, it's a lot harder. The second section has to do with projects. So with projects, you really need good project management software. And we're big fans of Trello. He's also very keen on Asana. There's other ones out there, but different things to really help you organize and keep track of, partly so you don't have to be communicating by email all the time or 
chat or even Slack, when stuff is done, where, where does it live? You know, we can really calm things down when we get really good effective project management software into play. So I want to make sure that you do that. And then also having an agenda for meetings is one of his other key points under the P section. And then under resources, he makes another great distinction about the fact that, you know, there's two different types of resources. One is static and one is dynamic. And for static information, you want to have your own wiki, you know, for the what's, you know, what is this information? Where is it? All of that kind of thing you want in a wiki. And there's different examples for that. Notion, I think, is one of his favorites. But then there's the how. Now, in Coach, we have a fabulous tool called Unique Method, but you kind of need to make sure that those are automated, not just static, on a piece of paper. And so really getting that organized and updated, you know, that you've got backups, like really, if someone gets sick, what happens? Does someone else know how to do your system? This will make your company so much stronger. In fact, one of the next podcasts I'm going to do really is that how do you emerge from this even better than when you went in? So that's the conversation we're going to have next. And this will definitely help you do that. But he recommends a great, there's Process Street, there's other process systems out there. So if you don't have one already, you might want to look at doing that. And even recording yourself. Google has a way to do that. You can record it, your own video on Zoom, share screen, show someone how to do it, stick it somewhere where someone else can find it, Google Docs, so that, you know, if in case of emergency, we don't have to break the glass, but someone can access that file and then actually take care of that particular function. You don't want payroll going down because the people who run it, you know, all of a sudden got ill. So you really do want to protect yourself with that kind of a system. So I think I've just touched the iceberg of what Nick Sonnenberg talks about, but I want to recommend that you get your systems in place and expect that as you're going through things, you're moving fast, you're changing, you're adapting. Some things are going to work really, really well and some things will break. So just have a lot of compassion for yourself and for others. I'm working on that (laughs) because it's challenging sometimes, but really just make note of it and figure out, okay, what am I going to do differently? And that's one of the last conversations I want to recommend that you can have with other people is definitely do a positive focus. Your leadership here will be incredible when you say, okay, guys, I know it's challenging, but what is working? That will be just like a breath of fresh air to a lot of people. Then we also need a separate conversation, maybe in the same time frame, but a little bit later, where you really do hear people out in terms of what's working, what's not, really share just where people are at. That creates incredible trust and community. And that's what people will remember when this is over, is that you really cared enough to listen both to what was working and what needed changing. So if you're in any kind of a leadership role or just want to take leadership with your team, I'm going to recommend that you jump in and do those things. So do the positive focus, you know, really get your technology lined up. Technology is really your newest team member. If it wasn't something you were using a lot before, think of it as the same process. There's onboarding. There's some learning involved. (laughs) There might be some self-awareness that happens. So if technology is your newest team member, probably one of the less expensive team members you've hired, but one of the most strategic. So, and I love how Dan talks about technology as automated teamwork, 100%. But don't forget, there is a bit of an onboarding, getting up to speed process with that. So make sure you've got your technology, really work to stay connected, keep yourself healthy, both mentally and physically, I think are things that we have found really helpful here at Coach and definitely want to share that with you. 
So thank you very much for listening. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're thriving and not just surviving. And really these conversations are to help you do that. So anything you have questions about or would like me to talk about more, please let me know again at questions at strategicoach.com. And as always, here's to your team success. Mm-hmm.